Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence one more time. We pray that as we present ourselves before you this very last Sunday of the year, we thank you. We pray that your word will come fully anointed to bless us. In Jesus' name, somebody say a big amen. amen. We want to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord and we will sit down. Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles 20, verse number 1. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonite came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea, on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Praise the Lord. And Jehoshaphat began to praise God and all of that. But I want you to jump to verse number number 15. Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Zero. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Somebody say a big amen. Amen. Then watch what Jehoshaphat did. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. That's high volume. High volume with high decibels. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, 
so shall he be established. Believe his prophets, so shall he prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And, I, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. 23, for the children of Ammon, this is how it happened. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, that's going to be somebody's testimony here. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none escaped. And Jehoshaphat and his people, I think this verse 25 is for me. And Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them. They found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. It shall be your story here. Just clapping your hands, Crampo. You have it in Jesus' name. Please take your seat. Praise the Lord. We're sharing briefly on Praise War Part 2. Praise War Part 2. The objective of this message is for you not to take your praise as a mere singing or a religious cliche or activity. It's for you to use your praise as a weapon to achieve things in the spirit. Another objective is for us to set aside the visible obstacles and bad reports and praise God for the release of his supernatural power in our lives. Praise the Lord. It is very clear from the passage we have read that Jehoshaphat king of Judah was in trouble because here they were and they found themselves in the midst of people they had been very generous to in times past. And their generosity is now being used as adversity against them. If you read verse 10 and 11, the word of God is very clear that Jehoshaphat said, And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned them and destroyed them not. Verse 11 says that, Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession. 
which thou hast given us to inherit. So here, when the people of Israel left Egypt and came to the land God gave unto them as their place of final abode, there were nations that God allowed them to clear. But what, some of the nations God did not allow them to clear. Some of the people, they were the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the people of Mount Seir. And these people, when Israel has shown them a lot of generosity, they now became enemies unto Israel. And they decided that they were going to clear the people of Judah out of the land that the Lord had given them. So, at this particular moment, you see these three nations coming together to fight against Judah, God's children. And verse number three makes us understand that when Jehoshaphat was told that he feared greatly and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. In the first service, I made them understand that a lot of the fasting and prayers are inspired or, if you like, motivated from the place of fear. Like Jehoshaphat, he was so afraid that he decided to go into fasting and prayer. And uh, his purpose was good, but his spirit was not right. His purpose was to seek for God's help. That's in verse 4. Together with all Judah. So when we are faced with adversity, when we are faced with enemies that are stronger than us, one of the things we can do is to seek the help of God through fasting and prayer. But we will find out from here that when they fasted and prayed, they did not see the visible result until they started praising God. And the enemy that came up against them was stronger than they could handle. So when Jehoshaphat was talking, he now began to tell God that these people who have come up against us, our abilities cannot match them. You have to help us. When you find yourself confronted with powers or situations that go beyond your human ability to solve, I think the, the first route to go is to seek for God's help. Praise the Lord. And in seeking for God's help, you need to make war. We have been taught to make war with prayer, but we've not been taught so much in making war with praise. That's why we are here today, because today we are going to dance, we are going to praise. But I just, you don't have to just be excited about dancing and praising God, but know that as you are dancing and praising God, this weapon of praise is working in the spirit for you. Praise the Lord. So here, one of the dynamics of praise is that the help we seek for in fasting and prayers is delivered unto us on the platform of praises. In verse 3 and 4, they fasted, they prayed, but if you come to verse number 4, he said they sought for help. If you read downwards, you find out that the help only arrived when they praised God. So one of the dynamics of Praise is that the help we seek for in prayer, fasting, praying, waiting upon the Lord, they are delivered, they manifest when we begin to praise God. 
And if you don't know this, you can pray and pray and pray and pray and wait and wait and wait and wait. But whilst you are waiting, one of the things you can do is to praise. Is to what? Talk to me now. Is to what? Tell somebody you have to praise to see the manifestation. One more time. The other person by your side, you have to praise to see the manifestation. Praise the Lord. So when they began to praise, God set ambushment. If you read verse number 22, watch this. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. So the point here, and God just cleared them. The point here is that you can have an intention to praise. And that is nothing in the spirit. You can even prepare to praise. And that is still nothing in the, in the spirit. It is only the practice of praise that engages the power of God to work on your behalf. Some think of praising, but they never get to praise. Some set themselves to praise, but they never get to praise. And so no power is released. But if you ever practice praises, then you will see his manifestation. He says that when they began to praise, the Lord set ambushment. So the ambushment was never set until they began to praise. Verse number 21 says that he consulted. He had consultants or he, had, he built consensus with people and set the singers to go ahead of the warriors and all of that. But all that time, nothing happened until they began to praise. Tell somebody, you need to make practical your praise. I'm going to praise you right now. When all other spiritual keys seem to fail, praise never does. They prayed, the ambushment was never said. They fasted, it was never said. One of the elements in the spirit that I can vouch for, that it will, hardly will it fail, is praise. You are praising God, you have the result. Because praise actually is one of the actions we undertake in the spirit that gives a clear indication of the kind of faith we have. In verse number 20, look at Jehoshaphat. He's telling them, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. That's the latter part. Believe in his prophet and you shall prosper. So prophecy has come. I will fight for you. I will kill them for you. You wouldn't have to fight. And they were still panicking. So God was calling them to believe. Believe God will be established. Believe in his prophet. That is going to happen. So God was calling them to have faith. And the next verse. To practicalize their faith. Look at what the man did. And when he had consulted with the people. He appointed singers unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. So to practicalize his faith, his first step was to release singers. Let's go and sing. Instead of let's go and pray. And watch the position of the singers. 21. And that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. The singers went out before the army. 
So before they went into binding and losing, they were, there were praises. Are you here now? People who went ahead praising God, clapping and saying that, praise the Lord for his mercies endure it forever. God is good all the time. And as they were praising this agidibashious God, he had to manifest his power. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Point is that when you are before adversity, you need an intervention. And most of us think that the intervention comes through prayer. It is so. But you have to lay a good foundation. The intervention does not come through prayer. The intervention comes when the presence of God is on ground. And it's not prayer that brings the presence of God. The foremost thing that brings the presence of God is praise. Somebody say praise. praise. I can't hear you. Say praise. Psalm 22 verse 3 says, God inhabits the praises of his people. You enter into his gate, is called, when you have that merry heart, praising the beauty of his holiness, his presence will be on ground. Then prayer can say, I need pen. I need book. Is it making sense to somebody now? So what is the essence of making requests from someone who is not present? When you praise, the presence of God manifest. I know arguments will be that God is always present, but he doesn't always manifest himself. So for him to manifest himself and show his power, praise is one of the things that makes God show up, you know, in the scene of a place and in a situation. And I'm praying that we will begin to become a people of praise here. Shout amen. So when you praise God, it's a sign that your faith is intact. Because you are seeing evidence of adversity. You are under pressure. You are under attack. And you still can set the sight of the attack aside. And still praise God because you know of his ability to perform. When you are able to close your eyes, close your mind, close your heart. Can I talk to the sisters? If you really want your praises to work, you need some spiritual anesthesia <laughs> to numb some of your emotions. Because when you see Moab, you see Ammon and Mansia, and he said they are a multitude. How you are able to put that one on hold and praise God in the midst of that trouble. It means that somebody has numbed some emotions. Because you can have a bad report. And it's difficult for you to make it look like it's invisible. When the report is so bad and it's so visible in your face. How do you praise God when you are faced with the burning furnace? I'm saying that your praise in the midst of adversity is a sign of the quality of your faith. And that's the first step God wants you to take. Step out there in faith and the way you do it is to set the singers to go ahead of the prayer and begin to thank God. These people, I'm seeing them there, they are already goneness, goneness. That's my own word. They are goneness. I'm praising you because they are gone. Though they are standing, they are already gone. Praise the Lord. 
And I know that your enemies are going to be gone this year. We are not crossing to 2019 with any of them. They are all gone <laughs> Tell somebody it's going to be powerful here. All right. So when you are able to praise in the midst of adversity, there's a clear sign that your faith is active. Okay, so how do you praise God in adversity? How did Jehoshaphat do it? I want to just take you through a few steps. How did he do it? In verse number six, watch how he did it. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the hidden? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee. So number one, if you want to praise God in the midst of adversity, the first thing you do is ascribe all greatness, sovereignty, authority, and power unto the Lord. Ascribe all greatness, sovereignty, authority, power, might unto the Lord. That is simply to say that praise God's royal majesty. He said that God, I see the adversity, I see these people, but I know that you are our father. I know that you are God in heaven. I know that you rule over all the kingdoms of the hidden. I know that in your hand there is power and might and none is able to withstand you. So when you see a problem and you are making God bigger than the problem, there will be an intervention. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Number two, thank God for his mighty works or testimonies of old. Thank him of his mighty works or the testimonies of old, the ones you have read about, the ones you have heard about, and the ones in your own life. In verse 7, he said, Are not thou our God, who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? So in verse 7, he is praising God and he's showing us how, how he's getting God to be on his side. You open the Red Sea. When we came out, you cleared all these nations and gave the land unto us. That is what you have done before. And so in getting God to be on your side in the time of adversity, you start by praising him from what the mighty works he has done before. When I had headache, you healed me. What is this bone trying to prove here? I know you have the power to deal with this matter. Are you here at all? You open the Red Sea. Three kings cannot be a problem for you. So you praise God by talking about his mighty works before. Are you not the one who melted the wall of Jericho? If you were a good poet, you now say you use timber to brush your teeth. <laughs> you use basket to carry water. And not one drops. Praise the Lord. <laughs> You are Kabiesi, you are Eze. You, are, you begin to say you are Odupon. You are Brimpon. You are The terrible one. You begin, to, you begin to talk to God. Are you not the one who brought Goliath down as if he was a dog? You begin to praise God from the mighty works he has done before. And whilst you are doing that, listen to me, you are getting God to be on your side. 
Because the testimonies of old tell us of what God is able to do. And anytime you want someone to be working on your behalf, even naturally, when you start with appellations, ah, chairman, director, my destiny helper. Once you start all those appellations, the ground is getting softened. It's getting watered. Am I talking to somebody here? God really created you for me. What a great man you are. You will live long. <laughs> you have done it before. The last time when these children were sick, they went to the hospital. Is it not you God brought? When house rent came, you are the one God used. They said, they said men are no longer good again. But I know that God has still, ha has still got good men around and you are one of them. When you begin to praise people for their mighty works before. Chairman, chairman. <laughs> the man knows that what he has started, he has to continue. So this one that your child has been sacked from school fees after praising, praising, and saying, sir, how are you, sir? He said, I'm fine. Madam, too. The children, too, fine. Okay. We are also fine, no? He said, how are your children? Everybody is fine. Just, you know, Saint just came from school three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and on Monday, they will be doing exam, but they just said, all those people who have not paid school fees, they should go home now. I know God will provide. The man will be thinking, Chai. <laughs> I'm telling you, he has to finish what he started. When praises go up, blessings come down. Praise the Lord. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. So in the face of adversity, one of the ways to praise God is to show gratitude and also recognition. Yeah, to God for the mighty works he has done before. Number three, remind God of, I mean, and this is for this service really, is to remind God of your kingdom building investment services and dedication. Your kingdom building investment services and dedication. You read and you find out in verse 8 that he said, And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, So they built a sanctuary, and when adversity came and he was talking to God and praising God, he made reference to that sanctuary that was built. That we built a sanctuary for you to dwell in so we can praise you. And so when you are praising God in the midst of adversity. One of the things you want to do is to mention to God how valuable you are and you want to continue to be in his kingdom. That if you save me from this adversity, I'm praising you because I know you are a savior. You will see that your kingdom will not suffer if I'm around. Are you here at all? That's why I keep telling you that build a sanctuary, build a synagogue before trouble comes. Because it will be part of your bargaining chip. 
Go to God and say, wow, see the sanctuary we built for you. Are you not our God? There is no God who has this thing. And from our heart we have built for you because you are our God. If you save me, more will come. And as you are, so because you want to put your value in the kingdom before the Lord, whilst you are praising the Lord, they went and told them, he said, this centurion, he deserves for the servant to be healed because he's built a synagogue, he loves our nation. So that is part of your praise report. To connect with God. So it's a problem when you are doing nothing in the presence of the Lord. It's a problem. In the time of adversity, it's difficult to negotiate yourself out of the adversity if you don't have anything on ground. And the least you can have in your on ground in terms of kingdom investment is an intention to make yourself valuable unto God going forward. Maybe you don't have anything on ground, but you, you in your heart, like many of us do anyway, if you heal me, I will serve you. <laughs> But God is faithful. Just to mention that. Number four. Remind God of his promises to deliver us before the adversity. Because God has already committed himself. In verse number nine, you have to remind God. In praising God, he has said you are sovereign, you are mighty. Look at the greater works you have done and all of that. Now you begin to remind him of his promise to deliver. Are you not the one who promised that nobody will be able to overcome your people. Look at this chicken coming after your people. Look at the scripture. He said, if when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou would hear and help us. So you remind God of his promise to deliver. It's part of Getting God to take you out of adversity when you are on the line of praise. This is what you promised. And we know you are not a man that you should lie. So in reminding him of his promises, you are actually praising him. Praise the Lord. I know you are a deliverer. So even though we are in trouble, <laughs> your word says you deliver and you are going to deliver. And I praise you because you are my deliverer. Praise the Lord. I think you can sing this is Savior. The man you saved has come to worship you. The man you saved has come to worship you. When you sing that song, Kai, Savior. You must save you. Yeah. You, just begin to, you just begin to let him know. Savior Jesus. Savior. The man you saved has come to worship you. When God hear that kind of song, he be warming up like a player on the touchline. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> when you sing like that, God will be warming up on the touchline. What is happening there? <laughs> because once you say Savior, it's an accolade God loves. 
And he has to show up like that. Praise the Lord. Every name of God provokes his nature and his power to come to work for you. Number five. Are we at number five? Affirm total dependence in God's power to sustain your life. That's how you praise God in adversity. You affirm your total dependence in God's power to sustain your life. So if you look at verse number 12, look at what Jehoshaphat said. He said, Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I am not a witch. I don't even have eye. I don't fly. But witches are coming up against me. I have no power. And when I sleep, I'm gone. You are my source of help. So you affirm your total dependence on his ability to sustain you through every second of the day. Praise the Lord. I cannot live one second without you. Look at these people coming up. Why am I going to fight? How am I even going to fight them? If you don't show up, I'm gone. Because you are my source of strength. You are my source of life. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. When you now throw yourself in the mighty arm of God, God says, okay, I'm responsible now. Let me now show up. Who is coming up after you? Let me see who is, what's their size? How old are they? <laughs> How much do they have? What is the problem? And by the time you know, he who has your welfare at heart will go out there and say, the battle is mine. You don't need to fight again. I am fighting for you. But all you did was to use your praise to get God to be on your side. Praise the Lord. I'm going to show you how when we praise and we have the mentality that praise is war. It's a tool of war in our hands. What the benefits are. I'll tell you about a few benefits from the scripture. Number one, benefits of praise war. So when you wake up and you are praising, it, your spirit will be different. Praise the Lord. When I come to church and I'm praising, the song doesn't determine my praise. Oh. <laughs> I don't wait till they are singing and I'm feeling it before I'm praising. No, 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 no. I praise until I begin to feel God. No feeling again. We praise until we feel him. Number one. Benefits of praise war. Alright. Praise is God's strategic and prophetic plan to deal with stubborn enemies who turn our generosity into adversity. Verse 10 and 11 is God's prophetic strategy and plan to deal with stubborn enemies who turn our generosity into adversity. We spared these people in verse 10 and 11 and now they want to reward us. 
with evil. Are you here now? So God says in verse 15 to 17, I will deal with them. There are people you give them money, the money ends up in a shrine. When you are praising, God is dealing with those people. Yeah. There are people you do them so, you do them good. You even go and lobby for them to be promoted. Just for them to come and use that position to fight you. But God will punish the devil. When you begin to praise God, any stubborn enemy like that, God addresses them. And I know that this 2018, we are not crossing with any such a person. God will bring, some of them, God dealing with them means they are, as they are there now, their seat is already gone. Whatever gives them power to fight you, is already gone. God will not raise anything that will come and destroy his agenda. Some people have used your generosity and they are repaying you with adversity. Number two. Praise is a spiritual language that compels the enemies to turn against each other in destruction. When you begin to praise God, there is a spiritual language that emanates from your praise. It's a spiritual language that compels the enemies to turn against each other in destruction. Once they began to praise God in verse 23, watch what happened. In verse number 23, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir and finished them. After that, Ammon and Moab, they both drew swords. Huh? And they said, I will kill you. And it's like, have you watched boxing before? Sometimes somebody gives a punch and there is a counter punch at the same time. <laughs> so you see that both people have felt the impact. After killing Mansia, the two of them stood and they all drew sword and they shot at the same time. And each one hit their target. So this one went down, this one went down. So when Israel went, all men were dead. And it was because they began to praise God. When you praise God, there's a way you praise God, you know, hmm, you have set yourself aside. And as you are praising, it has become a tool in the spirit. Your enemies get confused. They begin to fight one another. They begin to destroy one another. And today as we praise God, this is what is going to happen. They are going to turn against one another and they are going to destroy one another. Say a big amen. amen. Number three, benefit number three. Praise creates division and confusion of vision. It looks like a rhyming, but we'll be fine. In the camp of formidable enemies, it creates division and confusion of vision in the camp of formidable enemies. In that same verse 23, you see these three nations who had one vision pursuing a mission. They were divided among themselves because some people were praising. When you begin to praise, conspiracy in high places cannot hold. Evil intentions in high places cannot hold. You know, Bible says that casting down 
thought, every thought and imagination. There are thoughts and imaginations in high places against us. And it is vision for some people who are pursuing us. Once you begin to praise God, when God is landing in your realm, any thought, any mission for your destruction, God just starts scattering them. He starts scattering them. Are you here at all? And the people who were in agreement are no longer in agreement. There's division and confusion of their vision. Some of them have made you and your family their vision for destruction. And I know they have said that there's a line drawn this 31st, um, 2018. No, you are not crossing, but it's a lie. I said it's a lie. You, I will see you tomorrow at the 31st night. What are they talking about? We are going to praise God today. That vision will be divided. There will be confusion in the camp of the enemy. Shout a better amen. And I'm praying that one day, whilst that person who goes to the shrine to consult the native doctor is there, they will be in disagreement and they will start fighting in the shrine. It will be nice, pa. <laughs> it will be very nice. Very, very nice. Praise the Lord. It has happened before and it will happen. Number four. When we praise God, God commands our enemies to destroy one another. In verse number 24, when we praise God, he commands our, it's a command. That's the word I want you to see. It's a command. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth and none escaped. And proud to that, God has told them, you just go, just step out there. I'm going to fight for you and you will not need to fight. So the command was just go. I'm already there fighting for you. Praise the Lord. So when we praise God, God commands the enemies to fight one another. They fight, 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 fight. Recently, yesterday I was told uh, something that happened. Yes, just yesterday. A couple that I've been praying with and I gave them an instruction about three months ago that every morning they should just get up and start praying and praising God. So they've been doing it like three months now. Then when they started, something happened in the village. The beloved grandma. These people have married for how many years now? Eight years. That's a boy. He just answered me. No show. The wife was pregnant for how many years? Seven years. Until they came here, God scattered that thing. Demonic. After the, that testimony, where God took away that nonsense from there, we started praying. I said, boy, you will have to wake up early in the morning. Pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. Let's thank God. Something happened in the village. When the thing became hot in prayer and in praise, the grandma started talking. <laughs> I am the main deal in this house. He started mentioning name everywhere. And thankfully, I think it's this week or when did it? Three weeks ago, the devil went to hell. And I know 2019 they will dedicate their baby here. Oh boy, 
don't joke. As we are praising and jumping here, things are happening. It's not everyone who dies and it's God who killed. But when we are praying and you are dying and you are confessing. And she doesn't even know the wife, but she knows the name of the wife. And she's confessing. I locked this one. I locked that one. Everyone says it's locked. They are locked, really, but not in this house. <laughs> Anybody whose destiny has been locked, today is open. Look, <laughs> when we begin to dance, you, look, throw your school away. Oh. <laughs> there is something beyond the natural you are seeing. Dance, whether you have rhythm, you have steps, you don't have steps. Begin to know that this is my weapon. Praise the Lord. I don't know what is flying in there. As we are here, there are radio activities going on. Waves are moving on. I can't see, but they are working. And so I'm praising God. Let the arrows of deliverance be released. And anybody who is crossing my pathway, may the Lord deal with it. Very, very important. Number, number what? Five. Praise is an escape from manslaughter without a murder charge or imprisonment. Escape from manslaughter without a murder charge or imprisonment. They praised God killed and there was no evidence that they were the ones who killed. And nobody could arrest them. Praise the Lord. If you want to kill enemies who are troubling you, you don't need to buy a gun. Just know how to praise your God. And when God kills, nobody can charge you. Hello? When God kills, there is no evidence. <laughs> nobody can charge. Everybody died and they usually like, they just picked everything and walk away. Nobody imprisoned them. Nobody charged them for manslaughter. Some of us trying to fight physical battles. Leave the battle. Start fighting your battle on your knees and with your tongue. The fruit of your lips. Release your praises unto God. And you will see how God will collapse them and nobody can arrest you. Praise the Lord. Nobody can arrest you. Nobody. I think I want to add one more. One more will be fine, pa. Praise the Lord. Praise produces wealth transfer to God's children. Somebody shout bumper harvest. Wealth transfer to God's children. Verse 25, as they were dead, Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them. And they found among them. They found what? Among them. Say it after me. They found what? They found among them in abundance. Both riches with the dead bodies. And precious jewels. Which they stripped off for, for themselves. More than they could carry. And it took them three days. Because they were so much. That is to say that. The enemy has been stealing and hiding in satanic storehouses. There are people here, 2019, as they are going spiritually, they are poor already. 
Because the strong man has already seized all the precious things, the gold, the abundance, everything has been seized. But as we begin to praise, as we begin to praise, God opens the storehouses and begins to tell you, oh boy, all of you who were part of the praise team, now if you praise, then now your hands are qualified to find and carry away. Watch this. All the people who were with Jehoshaphat praising, they found. Praises find wealth. Secured by God. In a place where there is no fight. If you are part of the people praising, you will find. Praise the Lord. You will find. You will find. I'm telling you, you will find. If you raise an altar of praise, God will make sure you will discover wealth in any land. This place was a wilderness. They called it the wilderness of Tekoa. Watch it, verse 20. The wilderness of Tekoa. The wilderness was not strong enough to make them poor. Inside that wilderness, because they were praises, wealth appeared there for them. I don't know the hard place you may find yourself, but if you are a praiser, Kai, wherever the wealth is, the wealth must appear for you. In business, in finance, in whatever, the wealth will appear for you because praisers must find among, among dead bodies, there was wealth. That's among people's collapsed businesses. There will be profit for your business. Shout a louder amen. Among people's marriages collapsing, your own will be a precious one. Because you are a praiser. Among dead wombs, your womb will jump up because you are a praiser. Shout a louder amen. I see somebody finding precious things in a place where dead things are. May you find precious wealth there. In the mighty name of Jesus, shout a louder, Amen. Wow. Somebody say, Wow. I'll show you three attitudes. Number one, three attitudes, physical attitude to do your praise. Number one, embrace singing and dancing. Embrace what? Singing and dancing. Verse 21 says that. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. Say singers. Very, very important. Singers. 22 said, And when they began to sing and to praise, so praises use the instrumentality of singing. Learn to sing. Whether you have bad voice, good voice. You can make a joyful noise. <laughs> you don't need to sing note. As long as it comes from your throat. Now God gave you. <laughs> Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You don't need to sing like the way, you know, some parrot sings and uh, it's very nice. And you don't have to be a recording artist. Just sing. In the bathroom, you are singing. Around the corner, you are singing. And you, when you sing, nobody can arrest you. Just sing and praise that. Are you here at all? 
And don't let anybody intimidate you because you don't have a nice voice. Just sing, sing. Bible says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing. Yeah. My PA doesn't have a good voice at all. And he heard some people singing from a particular church. He said, Daddy, I have hope. <laughs> he said, I have hope. As for these people, I can sing more than them. I have hope. I'm not too bad. <laughs> the man sings like a frog. <laughs> hey. Hey. Number two. I'm showing you physical gestures. Of course, they should come from your heart when you are doing them. Praiseful attitude. Number two. Effective praise is also done by bowing or throwing yourself down to the ground. Verse 18. The Bible says, just throw, sometimes you throw yourself down on the ground. Praise the Lord. Yeah. David did it. A lot of people are I've done it in the Bible. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. So one of the ways they worshipped and praised the Lord was that they bowed their face to the ground, they fell to the ground, and they worshipped the Lord. Don't let your dress, your suit, be too important for you. You are only a boss in your workplace. And maybe a husband or whatever in your house, huh? by the special grace of God. But when we come before the Lord here, no, the Bible said the life of a man is like a breath. It's like a, a grass that can just wither. So don't look too important in your own eyes. When you come here, you are praising your God. Don't be too important. You can fall down and say, ah, without, there is no you, there is no me without you. Sometimes when people are praising, you see, you see some, you are a big boy in your head. Your hand is just said, this boy, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> what are they doing? Oh, it's all right. Look at them. These are rascals. 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 If you keep standing like that, one day you become a statue. Ask Lord's wife. And there are some people who look down on people who praise God radically. Like Saul's daughter. Saw David dancing, bringing the ark of the Lord. He said, hey, see the king. Hey, how is he dancing in the midst of mere men? David, he said, hey, me where I come from, I don't come from the palace. Oh. I come from the backside of the bush. He said, who am I and what is my house? For me even to be counted. He said that if they were counting, my name would not come. My father's house is without any nobility. But God still chose me to replace your father. And I should still have self-importance. Let me tell you. I'm even going to dance until you go mad. And that person. You see, the Bible said that Saul's daughter was standing in the window. Looking down. It is, it is just geographical. That she was up looking down. But spiritually, when you are arrogant and people are praising the Lord, you are like sitting on your high horse looking down on them. They don't know what they are doing. And what was the result? She became bad.
barren forever. I don't want to become barren. <laughs> in ministry, in any area. That's why when it's time for praise, you will see now, if God helps us, we sing one or two songs here. I will be, I will, there's a time where you dance like a man. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> I don't know if somebody is blessed today. Hey. All right. Last one. I reserve the rest for the next service, right? So, effective praise must be done with a loud voice. With what? We call it high praise. Verse 19. Verse 19. When they fell down, the Bible said, And the Levites of the children of Kohatites and of the children of the Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with what? A loud voice on high. So some people when they come to church and pastor is praising or we are singing and we are screaming. He says, no, no, you will make noise too much. Look, this is not mass. We are not doing mass yet. Sometimes we do mass. But when we are praising and we are using it as an instrument of war. Have you seen warriors going to fight before? One of the games I like, I don't know if it's rugby. Is it rugby? Yeah, rugby. They have funny, funny sound they make. Funny sound. You know that they are going, they are going into war. In ancient times, when warriors will be engaging the opposing party, they will sound the war sound. Scream one kind way. All the powers of warfare will arise. You can't be gentle and settle. It's not possible. When you are fighting in the spirit with praise, it has to be a loud voice. It has to be a loud voice. I mean, sing. if God gave you volume, use it. You are singing because you want to declare the praise of your God for the whole world to know that you serve a living God. And if you do it, you become God's trumpet. Marketing and glorifying his name among the nations. He has to step in for you. To prove himself in your matter. Is somebody here at all? Why don't you put your hands together? You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra. Off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service. 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.